We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Good evening, everyone. So I want to mention briefly before we jump into our main kind of uh, homily tonight, that responsorial psalm, I forget what psalm it is tonight, um, but that line, the Lord is kind and merciful, I don't know if you felt that tonight, but I just was sitting there during the, the, just that beautiful psalm, and I just thought if that, if nothing else, if I said nothing else to you tonight, but if you had just heard that to the depths of your soul, isn't that such good news? And most of you don't believe it. The Lord is kind and merciful. Amen. And that is such good news. The, the, the hardest things in Christianity sometimes for us are the simplest things. That line tonight, I forget which psalm it's, it's from because it's quoted in tons of psalms. That line is the most quoted line in the entire Old Testament. And it, it starts, the beginning point is all the way back in Exodus 34. In Exodus 34, Moses uh, is pleading for God's people. And he's begging to see the glory of God. And God appears to him, and, and in a mysterious way, and he cries out, it says this, The Lord passed before Moses, and he proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy and faithfulness. Man, I could sit down right there. I'm not going to. <laughs> He's more merciful than I am. But isn't that good news? Some of you tonight, I know it. I know in your life you don't believe it. You don't believe that God is slow to anger with you. He is. One of the most beautiful lines in all of Scripture, Exodus 34, 6, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy and faithfulness. Man, that's good news. Okay, real homily. Real homily tonight. Tonight, I want to ch Jesus has this hugely challenging gospel for us tonight. And at the end of our gospel tonight, Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And what I want to challenge you to tonight is I want you to, tonight's gospel in the Sermon on the Mount, this is the heart of Christian living day by day. And you and I have heard it so many times. Brothers and sisters, I want you to hear it tonight with fresh ears. I want you to hear it new as if it's the first time you've heard it. And I want to zero in on that line. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, I think there's two ways that you and I go off the deep end with this. 
And I want to describe both of those, and I want to show you tonight how Jesus is going to take us down a path that avoids both errors and how he can lead us to a perfection that is godly. So the first side is this side. You guys are side number one. We'll get to you sinners in a minute. So side number one is when we hear the word perfect, is that we import that word, we fill it with worldly ideas. So I always think of my friend from high school, Will Denman. Man, Will was perfect. Will had like, he had that like cool 90s hair. Morgan, I know you love it. And he had that cool 90s hair and he could like do this, you know, and it would like flow just like mine just did. And Will was good at everything. He was a straight-A student, perfect student. He had this, like, amazing score on his SATs. Uh, he was our, like, he was a class president. He was a year ahead of me in, in high school. But he was this, the president of his class. He was charming. He was funny. He was an amazing guitar player. And his senior year of high school, I remember, he joined the cross-country team and we thought, he won't be that good. He was the second best runner on our team. I hate people like that, right? <laughs> Which contradicts tonight's gospel. Don't hate anybody. But anyway, Will was that guy. He was that guy. He was perfect. He could never lose in ping pong or pool. All the women were always in love with him, right? And that's sometimes when we hear perfect, that's what we think. And the first point tonight is, brothers and sisters, that is not Christianity. That is not Christian perfection. Right? God is not calling us to that kind of a life. That's not what it means to be perfect in God's eyes. And we can get that wrong even in the church. Right? In the church, sometimes we think, Oh my gosh, I go to Lord's, I've got I've to know all my prayers perfectly. I have to, you know, I don't know, I have to know everything St. Thomas Aquinas says and quote scripture in the Greek and I need to be this perfect Christian. And sometimes you and I miss the point when we do that. You got to watch out for that. When as Christians, we've got to always come back to the center when Jesus tells us to be perfect, what does that mean? We'll get to that in a second. One, one last story about that. I, I just had to tell the story. So that Will Denman, right, God love him, uh, I was always intimidated by Will. He's one of my best friends, actually. But I was so intimidated by him, I was like, man, I just can't be Will Denman. So I did the next best thing, is when he went to college, I had one more year, so then I asked his sister out after he left. And I started dating his sister, which still freaks her out today, I am sure. Uh, and my dad is convinced to this day that uh, when Laura Denman and I broke up, he's convinced that's why I'm a priest. I'm like, come on, dad. Like, I still got it. <laughs> I didn't have to be a priest. Okay, the second thing is this. We can go off the deep end that way. We can go off the deep end another way. And sometimes in, in Christian life, what we do is we say, Perfection is for the birds. I'm never going to be perfect. And you know what? Jesus loves me anyways. And so you guys are, are the side that says, you know what? Jesus loves me anyways. The Lord is kind and merciful. 
And so I don't have to be perfect. And there's a half-truth there, right? There's a half-truth that God is merciful and he does love us, and that, that's 100% true. And so we say, you know what, it's okay, I'm going to stop playing that game. And, and I was thinking about that this week, and I remember in seminary days, if you don't know this, you, you haven't been paying attention, but Father Mike is what we describe in theology as a punk, total punk. And in seminary days, he decided that he was going to stop playing the I have to be perfect game. And Father Mike has always been brilliant. But at a certain point, he's like, eh, I don't need good grades, don't really care. So one year, we were, I was in this house, and one of the guys, Father Matt, with, he and Father Mike were in a class, it was really tough, and they had a, a notoriously difficult exam. And Father Matt got a perfect score. So somehow we stole that exam, because that's what brothers do for each other, and we posted it on the fridge to humiliate him, as is right and just. And so we put that up there. Well, we also found Father Mike's exam. Father Mike got a 13. <laughs> it was awesome. And it wasn't because he couldn't have gotten 100. Father Mike is brilliant. But he was just kind of like, eh, you know what? God loves me. Whatever. Right? Then he got assigned to Lord's. So we can do this, though, in our Christian life, brothers and sisters. Jesus, tonight, he wants to challenge you and me to a godly perfection. I love this. So here's your Greek word for tonight. So at the end of Matthew 5, here, the last verse, Matthew 5, 48, Jesus says, be teleos, as your heavenly Father is teleos. So everybody say teleos. So teleos is, is that word perfect, and it does mean that, but I want to take that word out of your brain. And I want to give you a better word that's not going to fill it with this idea of, you know, these white perfect teeth or something. When Jesus says teleos, it's the same word he uses, it's related at least, same root, of the same word he uses when he's on the cross in Matthew 19, or in John 19. In John 19, Jesus is in agony on the cross, and the last thing he says is, Tetelestai. Tetelestai. Which is from the same word, from teleos. Tetelestai, what that means is it means it is finished. Here's the beautiful word God, I think, wants to speak to you and I tonight. Someday when I make it to heaven, please, by the kindness and the mercy of Jesus, Lord, I know you're kind and merciful. Someday, I, I really hope, and I can imagine God doing this for each of us, someday after purgatory and, and the, the loving flames of purgatory that purify us, I imagine God might someday say, Brian, Tetelestai. He is finished. 
Or we could say, he is complete. Imagine you were building a statue. I told our RCIA this today. Imagine if you were an artist and you were building a statue. And I just imagine you have that, you know, the hammer and the chisel. And you're working on a fine statue. And imagine the moment the artist is chipping away those pieces of wood or stone. And she gets to that last moment. And she knows the statue's done. The Greek word for that is tetelestai. It is teleos. It is complete. Brothers and sisters, God loves you where you're at. He's not calling you to a worldly perfection, right? Get over it. You're never going to get washboard abs. I've been trying. It's not working, right? You're never going to get that. But you can't give up, and you can't be someone who's a lazy Christian, You are called to a Christian completeness. You're called to a Christian maturity. What does that look like? Well, it's what our two past Sundays have been in the Gospels. In Matthew chapter 5, six times Jesus points us. He says, you know, I know the law says this, but I say to you, be like this. So last Sunday we heard him say, You have heard it was said to the men of old, you shall not kill. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Right? Jesus says to us, yeah, you could check the box. You could fulfill that law. But you be complete. You be that man. You be that woman that God the Father created you to be. And you drive out that anger that is in your heart. So that you may be complete as your heavenly Father is complete. You have heard it was said you shall not commit adultery. That's the law. We can fulfill that. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You could fulfill the law. Maybe you haven't committed adultery. But you be complete as your Father is complete. Christian perfection means that you have a heart that has purged hatred and judgment and lust, and it has no place in you. I want to be like that. (laughs) I want to let go of the false perfections that oftentimes creep their way into the Catholic church and the Catholic community. Right? There are false perfections that you and I can put the emphasis on the wrong things. And we got to come back to the Sermon on the Mount and say that's not what being a Christian is about. Being a Christian is about having a heart that is devoid of anger and lust and judgment and jealousy and a heart that loves God. I want to have a heart, Jesus, that is kind and merciful. And I want to leave you with this tonight. There's a, there's a great quote. It's one of my books that I like to quote you know, here and there. Brides had revisited 
It's a wonderful Catholic uh, novel. But at one point in there, Julia, in the, in the story, she's married the wrong man and she knew it. And she married someone who was like you folks, who looked perfect. Externally. You know, he was handsome and charming and he, he had the right clothes and ran with the right crowd. And Julia, at one point in the, in the book, she says this. She says, you know, Father Mowbray hit the truth about Rex at once. Rex, the guy she married. And, and Father Mowbray knew it right away. Priests always do. You know, Father Mowbray hit the truth about Rex at once. The truth that took me a year of marriage to see. He simply wasn't all there. He wasn't a complete human being at all. Rather, he was a tiny bit of a man, pretending he was the whole. You can't be a complete human if you are not chaste, if you are not kind, if you are not generous. If you are not merciful as the Father is, if you don't pray for your enemies and love them, you cannot be complete. So the Lord walks with us. We, he, we know he's kind and merciful. But you and I, we strive to be complete as our Father is complete.